0: Yo, Sparkles! Hey, how you doing? It's you?
1: Yeah, I know it's me. Who are you? You don't remember me? No? Did I? I, I walked into
0: the street. The-, the car almost hit me. You swooped me up. You saved me. You said you needed me. The car, You're the guy with the blueprints? Yes. Blueprints. Yes, I remember you, of course I remember you. You have my eyes
1: and ears! Uh what's what's your name again?
0: How could you forget me?
1: Oh I do, I know it, I know it, don't tell me. It's Max. Is it Max? Yes. I'm sorry I didn't
0: recognize you with the You look different. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly.
1: And we're going into the superverse. <laughs>
0: Thank you for joining us for another episode. Today we are discussing The Amazing
1: Spider-Man 2. And it's amazing, or something. We are continuing our Spider-Man marathon. We, uh, we had a little break. Obviously we had the pleasure of watching Venom in the theaters, so hopefully you've all listened to that crazy episode. Uh, and now we're back to finish off the second of the three Spider-Man series that we'll be covering and this definitely is vying for the top spot of worst Spider-Man movie <laughs> for most people, I think.
0: Did you think it was that bad? Because upon a rewatch, I was like, I don't know why people, like, really hated this, actually. I didn't think it was that bad.
1: No, it's that's the thing about it, though, is, like, because I can, like... Obviously, I have a lot of notes. It's not, like, bad in the way that Spider-Man 3 had like problems like it has problems but they're different problems and i feel like when you're actually watching it it doesn't it's not as apparent as like when you like kind of talk about it and as you'll see from my notes i think for me it's more about like maybe like missed opportunity or like uh not having like a future after this movie that makes it worse but there's a lot going on here so you just want to jump right into it yeah it starts the, out uh, with
0: a pretty intense first scene.
1: Yeah, we're, we're getting more Parker parent intrigue. And this is the scene where they, we get like a, a bit of a mirror of the scene uh, at the beginning of the first movie where Peter like is playing. I, I, actually, in the first movie, I thought he was like playing hide and go seek or something. But he's really just kind of running around the house and sees that they've been uh, robbed or broken into or something. And then, you know, his parents had to escape. And then we follow up to see them on this plane trying to go.
0: Yeah. in the first movie, I feel like it was from Peter's perspective and this movie, it's from the dad's perspective, which I
1: thought was cool. I did like it. And they revisit it again later on in the movie. Um, so of course, you know, kind of keeping that thread of like, what's the, what's the mystery going as promised from the first movie. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty intense scene on that plane.
0: Yeah, it seems like way too like high risk for like the field that they're in or he's in. Like they like I guess we're led to believe that Osborne like hijacked a private plane in order for information not to get out. I
1: mean, yeah, that's like the thing the Oscorp in this in these movies like, the one in the Raimi movies was just, like, a corporation to me. Like, it was very much, like, <clears throat> they're a military contractor, and they're doing some, like, weird shit. But the Oscorp in this series is, like, infinite resources. Like, apparently, like, a team of, like, black ops assassins on their payroll. <laughs> it's just, like, what, what is the scope of their work?
0: I mean it felt that part did feel very comic booky
1: yeah yeah it is i mean and i do think this oscorp is very comic booky because i feel like oscorp's at the center of a lot of bullshit in the spider-man comics universe it's just it's always something and it never stops and this movie is just like that vibe it's like well even though like norman Osborn like is dead it doesn't matter because they'll just keep doing their thing
0: like, maybe even worse without him. I don't know. It's, like, unclear. Like, it seems like the guys in charge now are, like, finally sure. were, like, untethered almost.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that, Well, I want to talk about that more, like, when we get to that scene with Norman and Harry. But that's, like, another thing. I'm like, we could have done a lot more with this. Um. And I, I was just saying to myself when we started, uh, whether it was wanting them to use, like, more of... the the parent Oscorp plot in this movie, like instead of Electro or save some of this like Osborne intrigue for the third movie. If they were going to do a third movie, maybe to have this be like hit pause a bit, like have some of the stuff about uh, the Parkers and focus on Electro. You got to do one or the other. I feel like that's where this movie is really flawed for me. I think this stuff is really cool but there's, like, moments where you're just, like, pumping the brakes on it to, like, do this other villain, and it all... It all, like, kind of spirals as the movie goes on to me.
0: Yeah, I think they could have weaved together the parents' story with the fact that Peter knew Harry so well when they were younger. Like, I think that's how they could have introduced it, too, is during, like, a flashback.
1: Yeah, we should Like,
0: with that. Like, I think... I'm, like... I get that they didn't introduce Harry in the first movie, but I think they could have done a better job in this movie of building that rapport. Because I do think the Harry plotline was the weakest part, but I also understood that they were setting him up to be a bigger villain in the third one, so they wanted to introduce him in this movie. But
1: that's, yeah, and like I like Harry as the character. But like yeah, they should have done... Everything that happened before he like really snaps should have been just in this movie. Just like have them be friends introduce like the reason why he's he has like this vendetta against spider-man and just like let it simmer because that was well done in the raimi trilogy i think like the whole harry like kind of development
0: like a slow build.
1: yeah because we actually got to see him like in that just relationship first just like as a guy
0: well then we have an abrupt change from the plain scene to like <laughs> Andrew Garfield just like swinging around, having a good time, fucking with Paul Giamatti, who is going for a
1: bold choice. I uh, uh we, we we could have done without without Rhino in this. I don't. I want to know who's responsible for <laughs> casting Paul Giamatti. And then like having a,
0: him do the accent,
1: like from from that to the the barbed wire tattoo on his head, I'm like, we are. We're doing a lot here. And he was supposed to come back for the third movie. He would have been one of the Sinister Six. They were going to do a Sinister Six movie. So, uh, you know, I feel like Paul Giamatti had about five minutes of screen time in this. (laughs) And it was still, it was too much. But I, I will say, like, a lot of people rag on this movie for having, like, multiple villains. And, like, that being the problem. But, like... And I think Rhino gets included, but like he doesn't count. Like, no, he's not a character. Not
0: at all. I think there's only two villains, and I was I was thinking about that criticism while watching, and I was like, it's actually not that bad having two villains. Like I, my only problem is that like I wanted more background on Harry, but I actually thought like it made sense how they just had like that one final battle, and obviously we know how that ended. Like I was fine with that being like the introduction to. Like I was fine that they had a fight basically at the end of this movie.
1: Yeah, I mean it's not the worst thing in the world, but I definitely would have preferred if that hadn't happened, or at least it hadn't resulted in Gwen dying.
0: Well, obviously, I didn't want Gwen to die.
1: Yeah. And then uh, so he fights he fights Rhino, and we get like the the scene like at graduation and stuff.
0: Wait. Well, before that, he runs into Jamie Fox.
1: No, that's what I was about to get to. I thought, Uh-oh. oh, maybe my notes are out of order. But Well uh, it's kind
0: of all happening at the same time. Yeah, thing.
1: so we get we get Jamie Foxx's um, also bold take. On I actually character.
0: thought I like love Jamie Foxx's acting in this. I was like, this is But it's just like a sad villain. Like he's a really sad villain.
1: The acting, like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hit on Jamie Foxx's acting because he did a really good job in this because it doesn't come off as Jamie Foxx at all. But they I don't think making the character the way that they made him was a good choice. I think, um, they could have had like a much better example of someone that has like a, a vendetta against Oscorp or Spider-Man. I just didn't like the whole, like he remembered me. Like I, I was like, what are they, what are they trying to do? Like he said, he needed me. Like it was like weird. I don't know. I think there was like a lot of stuff cut about his backstory. Like he was like abused like by his mom or something. And, Yeah, I mean, I
0: think it was just showing that he's, like, clearly unstable, and, like, it was a small thing that, like, a small thing about Spider-Man that sent him over. I think,
1: yeah, I think I don't like the Spider-Man, like, fanboy stuff. Like, when he's, like, talking to himself in the mirror, he's like, oh, like, Spider-Man, you remember my birthday. I was like, "I I don't need this. I think it would have been enough to have him just, like, be, like, represent, like, the lower echelon of people at Oscorp that just get, like, spit up and shoot out by people like B.J. Novak's character.
0: Yeah, but then, like, how do you introduce Spider-Man against him?
1: Yeah, I mean, I know that they... Like, they, they found, like, a way to do that. I just don't like it. I don't like Elektra's character in this.
0: Well, it's, like, sad. It's, like, you don't want to root against him. Like, you don't want him to die. Like, it's...
1: Yeah. This movie
0: is sad. It is. It is really sad. I think that's why I don't like it. It's just sad. Yeah. Which I feel like is probably very true to the comic.
1: Well, I mean, people, uh, when I was reading about this a bit after we watched, I was like seeing a lot of folks saying that this is the most accurate representation of Spider-Man's life because everybody that he knows dies or turns against him and he can't win. Even when he does win, he loses. And, uh, that is very true, but it doesn't, it's not fun.
0: (laughs) No. I do really enjoy, and I think you brought this up maybe in the first movie, is, like, he has really good, like, chatter with himself and, like, while he's being Spider-Man. Yeah. He's got
1: the best, like, quips.
0: And, like, talking to himself. Like, I have, this whole movie, I felt like I was in the video game, which I've said is, like, my favorite version of, like, the Spider-Man stories. Yeah. And this felt like the video game, like they kind of felt interchangeable, and yeah. maybe like the video game is a little bit based on this universe.
1: I think they just, yeah, I could see that they probably did take a lot of inspiration. It's just like a different tone. It's a different tone than from the first Amazing Spider-Man, even I think. Um, but speaking of like that, I I think the. Uh, the montages and like the web swinging and actually generally just all the action I really like it I think that's the strong suit of this movie like visuals and like the energy of the web swinging and the fighting and they have like a lot of cool like slow-mo shots and stuff like they clearly had a lot of fun with that
0: yeah and I think the pacing was actually it like moved pretty well
1: yeah it did I might have a note like somewhere where but it wasn't really so much about the pacing it was more about just like placement of certain plot elements
0: but yeah so graduation first of all gwen's speech is just rude i think it's rude that they had this and like (laughs) at the end i was like crying like watching this movie like i was like this is this is too too on the nose
1: it's so yeah it's 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 pain and i get it's that they were pain. framing
0: around her dad dying but i was like this is unnecessary for you to do this to us upon a rewatch, <laughs> like the first time you see it i don't think anyone thought that they were gonna kill gwen stacy in this movie
1: yeah no i mean they were supposed to be the crazy thing is by the time this came out people knew that they were supposed to be doing four of these movies that was the plan Like, where no one would think that they're gonna kill Emma Stone's character at the end of the second movie of a four-movie series. That would be crazy.
0: And, like, I think part of my thought on them is, like, the, the most heartbreaking thing, or one of the most heartbreaking things is because, and it might be because they were dating at the time, but, like, they seem so happy and in love in all of their scenes. Like, there are scenes where they're, like, kissing and, like going on little dates it's like so cute and it like made my heart hurt watching it
1: they like yeah i mean they easily have the most chemistry like out of any of the spider-man couples that we see in the movie like i think like, that, that was so just nasty. them
0: hanging out yeah. and it was like so sweet
1: yeah which it really does it stings that much more like if, look i'm gonna be honest with you if if they killed mj at the end of the second spider-man movie it would not have been as sad just because you don't see them like they their relationship is very real.
0: This one. This
1: one is. Yeah. And it doesn't Yeah,
0: I know. Like I don't feel the same way about MJ and Peter certainly. Yeah. Not even in the new ones, honestly. I think we're going to get more of that in this one, but like I'm not connected to them as a couple like i'm connected to them separately like i wouldn't once a day as character to be killed but like i don't yeah, really care no, about just, them as a couple
1: no and like i think this which i knew it was the, like
0: sacrilegious probably to <laughs> well, say
1: but the nature of this movie just focuses so much on their relationship because of like what it is and the story that they're trying to tell and they didn't really i mean spider-man far from home like had a couple of those moments And, like, a decent amount, but, yeah, it doesn't...
0: Yeah, like, it was cute, and I was, like, oh, I'm, like, obviously, like, shipping this, but, like, I don't... And I do think, like, I might be somewhat clouded by them as, like, the actors, knowing that they were, like, dating at the time. Like, I do think that's probably, like, affecting my thought on it, but I did just genuinely, like, love their relationship on screen.
1: I agree. I, I Not to keep, like, badgering on about it, but I also think it's because they keep... They, they approach this relationship, like, very maturely, and it's not, like... They have, like, a lot of problems, and, like, you have the added layer of, like, the fact that, like, Captain Stacy got killed and, like, all that, like, weighing on them, it makes it feel, like, more...
0: Yeah, but then they actually communicate. It's weird to see, you know, Peter Parker communicating. Yeah. I will say, though, I was, like, trying to defend... Him being like a nerd in the first movie, but now he's a cool guy. He's got Spider Man confidence, just like Tobey Maguire. Yeah, did. no,
1: it's it's gone. Like, like when that's he not... kisses
0: her at graduation, I was like, okay, yeah, this is a cool guy now.
1: We've moved on. We've moved on.
0: He's got like, yeah, like the what Tobey Maguire tried to do, which was like, I'm confident I'm cool and cool, like Andrew Garfield is actually. <laughs> <doing>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, he can actually pull it off. I did have a note, though, that, like, shortly after graduation, when they they argue and break up again, because apparently this has happened countless times, it sounds like, I was, like, mentally, I was like, I'm already sick of this. Like, I was like, I know that they, like, kind of, like, have this thing, but it's just so frustrating watching Peter, like, have to deal with this. And I forgot that they, like, showed, like, Captain Stacy popping up.
0: I forgot about that, too. But I actually liked it because it showed that he was trying to keep that distance. Like he, it wasn't just like, like in my mind. Well, actually, no. Like Toby Maguire, not not that he had like somebody telling him not to date MJ, but he like didn't think it was a good idea. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he also still dated her. It's, but it's, like, it's
1: class, It's a classic Spider-Man predicament. It really I is. Don't know.
0: I don't know what comparison I was trying to make there, but yeah, I did appreciate that he was like trying to.
1: He's like trying to do the right thing. Yeah. But also like not. But he also like has so few
0: support systems. So he's like, I. Like that's just not healthy.
1: Like, yeah, he he does.
0: But I mean, they just made the stakes so much higher in this movie than any other. Mm -hmm. Um. Spider-Man movie, I guess. And like I yeah, going back to I feel like this is in line with the comics. I mean, I know Gwen Stacy almost always dies in the comics. Um, but it just felt very like heightened.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they stepped it up. And uh yeah, I mean, I have I have thoughts on that. I don't I just maybe at the end of the day, like what I what I mean to say about all this is I don't think the the rest of this movie and its tone works, and then I don't think Electro was the right choice for this. They could have had another villain, to me, that would have worked better than the glowing blue, especially, I hate that he's blue, Electro, but... um, So my note after this is we get a Jameson name drop we because do. he's sending his pictures into the bugle and you see like bugle news vans in the background
0: and there's like this little montage where you hear like reporters like talking about spider-man and it's like both good and bad and i really liked that way of framing like the age-old like oh he's a menace no he's a hero like yep. i think they they put that in really quickly but like succinctly
1: for sure um, you get that vibe yeah um it, like,
0: I, set the that tone right away.
1: Yeah. I did read that, um, apparently if a third movie had gone, if they had gone through with a third movie, uh, J.K. Simmons would have come back. Nice. Which is <clears throat> interesting. Yeah, I wish I know, he like, had, because then he would back.
0: have been in all of them.
1: Yeah, I think they, maybe, I don't know, may, they may have tried for this one, but they, like, couldn't get the schedules to they, line up they or something. They emailed. Sure, sure. Um... I really like the building design of Oscorp. I think it's very cool looking. It's obviously a supervillain lair, but it's cool anyway. And uh, we see the dickhead played by B.J. Novak, the which is a such a strange part for him. Yeah. I was like, well, How did this happen?" Because <laughs> this this could have been played by anybody. It's not.
0: I'm happy that B.J. got the job.
1: It yeah, he's he's very uh, he's very hip in 2014, I guess. You know, he he came to UMBC to do that comedy show, and then it was all uphill from there. Definitely. So let's talk about the uh, the Osborne business, because we we get a bit of an exposition dump.
0: Yeah. So. Harry comes back, he's been at boarding school, he feels unloved by his dad, and his dad is like, yeah, I don't really love you, also, sucker, you have my (laughs) degenerative (laughs) genetic disease that I think is made up for the movie, you, like, have a twitchy hand and you start growing warts on your face.
1: I, why did they feel like they needed to do this? I don't understand. Just,
0: like, make it, like, Parkinson's or, like, ALS or, like, a disease that we already know.
1: My fingernails are all pointy.
0: Oh, God, his nails are so weird.
1: Chris Cooper, noted actor Chris Cooper, plays Norman Osborn before he dies and he has one scene, is not credited.
0: Well, there are, like, actual clips of him, like, his, like, quote-unquote younger self, so they didn't just use him for this death scene. That's true,
1: that's true. I did yeah, I I know we just watched it. I, I had forgotten about like those things. But
0: um Well they I, happened after you said that. Right. Because you said that while we were watching.
1: I just uh I don't know. The having Norman die seems so unnecessary. And what I've heard about uh, more plans for the third movie, they were going to bring him back. And do you know how they were going to bring him well, back?
0: Well, I did think I actually had that thought because like after they said that Norman Oswald died, they show this like imaging thing go across his bed and they're like cleaning it up, but they never it was like odd. I thought that it was an odd thing to include this like Yeah I don't know what it was, but they like had some sort of technology go across his bed, like it was taking a picture or something. Yeah. Um but no, tell me Yeah,
1: they they froze his head. Okay. They, they froze his head and they are going to bring him back as a, as a disembodied head.
0: Interesting.
1: So knowing that I'm mean, like, so why would you introduce him to kill him and then bring him back as a head? Why not just have him
0: be like be on be, his deathbed
1: or have him be not like, definitely. I don't, I guess they, I know that they didn't want to just do the Raimi movies again. So having Norman be like, uh, or already be like Green Goblin and then passing on to Harry is like done. But this just seems so convoluted. Like, if you just wanted Harry to be Green Goblin, just write that in somehow and don't have this weird stuff with his dad.
0: I mean, I was fine with his dad dying because it, like, just propelled Harry into the position that he's going to be in. Sure.
1: I I just... I'm so frustrated when we watch this because this... The whole, like, family dynamic... It was, like, corny to me on, like, the disease and stuff, but it's because it was happening in the span of a couple minutes in a movie that's crammed with other plot lines. And envisioning a movie where this actually had time to breathe and we got more time spent on the Peter and Harry relationship before Spider-Man and during Spider-Man would have been very good. I think there's like a lot of stuff to work with there. But in this, it's just kind of like a stop-off. And then it's surrounded by the boardroom drama and... All this other stuff
0: this is also from the video game where harry has a degenerative yeah. disease
1: yeah but norman doesn't in the game i don't think
0: yeah and they have to freeze harry's body
1: i don't know much about um harry or norman in the comics i would be willing to bet that something like this happened in the comics yeah one or another
0: i would too i don't know like none of that none of the things that they introduced bothered me i think yeah i would have just liked more time with it i guess.
1: Yeah, I just, I can, I could just poke holes in all this stuff just because it, like, bothers me a little bit.
0: But I, I like, didn't, I, like, the boardroom drama, like, that makes sense. Like, there's a rift now between him and Oscorp. Like, I thought that was all compelling. Not, like, I, I thought.
1: No, 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 no I, I wasn't criticizing that. I was just saying that this felt like what should have been a big moment was just squeezed in between other stuff. No, I liked this stuff with the, the board kind of turning on Harry.
0: And I, and I even think like the scene where they're skipping rocks together did a lot of good work for like building that relationship. And they like, you know, they're like shooting the shit and like remembering old times. Like I was like, okay, I like buy this, but I think that because they were like, they're teasing out this thing with his parents that they could have linked.
1: I think that's what you're saying also like linked it better. Absolutely. To me, it just reeks of bad planning. They're yeah. like, oh, we were in the second movie. Okay, we want to do Green Goblins. Oh, well, we didn't introduce Harry. Okay, so do it all now.
0: It doesn't have, have his, the MCU full... planning no. behind
1: it. No. And uh, I guess I have more notes on him, but I also have a note in the middle about Elektra's origin. I don't know um, the order in which <laughs> these things happened. Um, well, let me just say a couple more things about Harry first. Okay. Dane DeHaan has to be one of the most evil looking actors. That's the actor. Yeah, he just is he very always sinister He plays looking. like a
0: shitty kid. Yeah.
1: I mean, look at him. Like <laughs> when he does that, he has that haircut, it's like, yeah. Obviously, this guy is evil.
0: And he does like prep boy so well. Yeah.
1: Um we get like a bit of Black Cat setup
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask during it and then you said it later, but I was like is Fleech supposed to be someone specific?
1: Yeah. Yeah, she was she would have obviously come back. Maybe she would have gotten her own movie, I think. I don't know. Like just one of the one of the I like that actress
0: that... too, Felicity something. Jones? Yeah, I think so. Um
1: Yeah, no, she was cool. Obviously. Also like...
0: introduced in the video game, I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, they, they were definitely visiting a lot of the same characters.
0: I mean, obviously we're all working from the same pool of characters. Yeah, yeah. But
1: and, uh, yeah, I guess I just had one more thing just saying that I think Harry should have been introduced earlier or at least mentioned in the first movie, maybe introduce Norman at the end of the first movie as like a looming threat. And it's just, it's, it was a shame to me because I really liked his character and I think that it was a mistake to put as much of his plot development into this movie as they did. I think they could have, uh...
0: Jamie Foxx's?
1: No, uh, Harry's. Uh-oh. I was just saying that they should have... I liked the character, and I, I just wish that they would have pumped the brakes. Because it's starting... Looking at my notes, it's starting, it's starting to seem like that's my main problem with this movie. I couldn't have told you that before, but... Okay, but that's enough about Harry.
0: So you want to talk about Electrode? Let's talk about Max
1: getting uh, getting Electrode. Yes. What were your thoughts on this sequence?
0: It was fine. It was <laughs> like, again, comic book, fall into a vat of waste, yeah. but fall into eels because why wouldn't they have eels
1: another thing that i'm just like why 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 do we need to do the eels he just it's it's electro he gets electrocuted yeah (laughs) they wanted him to turn blue yeah but
0: they are an Oscorp, so like the eels are probably like not normal eels
1: no but i'm also like why (laughs) like i just that's the kind of thing it just like it doesn't work with the tone of this movie I'm like, I can buy Oscorp, like, creating, like, the Sinister Six and, like, basically building, like, super soldiers, but why do they just have bioluminescent eel tanks in the basement? And it also has, like, a display on it, like it would be in a museum, which I really enjoyed. I'm like, he is, like, so deep into Oscorp.
0: I was like, who are these for? Yeah, I had a question about that. I mean... Again, like, I think his story is compelling. I just think it's, like, sad. I don't know how else to say it. I feel like I've said sad, like, 12 times. I just
1: think that it is sad, but I I don't... And I think that's a failure, because I feel like that's all it is, is it's just, like, a pity. And I guess... I'm like, you need to give me a reason for him to... Like, obviously, he's lashing out. It was just... Something about the characterization just doesn't sit right with me.
0: I guess, like, I find it compelling because it's different than what we normally see in a villain.
1: Yeah, it is. Like,
0: we are getting a very different thing where, especially at first, like, Spider-Man is definitely not trying to hurt him. He's, like, trying to calm him down. I actually wanted another, I wanted a scene with Gwen Stacy trying to talk to him as Electrope since they had that scene in the elevator together. Like, I think there could have been more there, too. That would have been good. Um, and maybe that's how she was like in harm's way, but like, I thought that it was odd that they built that scene with them, and then they didn't have her ever like confront him.
1: Mm. Makes me feel like maybe they did and they cut it. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, the I really like. But the... he
0: looks like a character from another movie, like Star Wars, he or does. like
1: I I just something. I really do think the uh, the blue was a bad idea. They didn't need to do that, because. Um, Electro can Electro can look pretty cool. I, and I feel like it's it's Jamie Foxx. Like they, they would have been fine. And he's coming back and he's not blue this time, so they know that they fucked up.
0: He's coming back for
1: for No Way Home.
0: You and you already know that.
1: He said it. He was the first he was the first person to oh, say yeah, it. Oh yeah,
0: and he probably wasn't supposed to. Yeah, he was like, I'm
1: back and I'm not blue. <laughs> Cause somebody uh, had reported on it, variety, published an article and then he like posted about the article, which is mm. Probably a, a no-no, but Spider-Man was so close to getting through to him, and it made it even harder, because I really liked that scene. It reminded me of um, the bit from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, when Sam is talking to Carly Morgenthau, and yeah. then John Walker kicks the door in. I was just like, what is, ah, so frustrating.
0: I do feel like we have to talk about the music. So I kn- I yeah, see let's... what they were trying to do with yes. the music, and I appreciate it. But you seem to like have a stronger disdain for it.
1: I just so I the Hans Zimmer scored this with like I it's credited as Hans Zimmer and the I forget what they call it like the Magnificent Six or something. It's like a, a group of frequent collaborators. Um, so it, it's like very elect, the electro music is very electronic. It's kind yeah. of dubstepy. Yeah. Which I don't dislike. But yeah, when we were first have this scene in Times Square with electro, there's lyrics and it's like he hates me they hate me like
0: oh no well i mean yes technically they're lyrics but that's what's going on in his head i I know
1: i know like i i get that i just don't i don't love how it's like incorporated into the because it's going it's to the music
0: i know but like that's how he's experiencing the world it's kind of cool
1: but i also don't really like it
0: oh i liked (laughs) it i because like that is literally like how he is Everything is electrifying to him, so, like, it's it probably is a little bit, like, music in his head, and, then like, these voices in his head, like, I think they're basically implying that he's, like, schizophrenic yeah. or something. I
1: get that. I just don't really like how I they did to it in to the that. song, that's all. Okay. But I do think you're right. Like, because, yeah. I cool. wouldn't
0: consider them lyrics, I guess.
1: Look, I looked it up on Genius to see who scored it, and it said lyrics to the Electra suite.
0: <laughs> okay. But I get what you're saying. but i didn't like how at the end andrew garfield is like oh i love this song or like he refers to and i was like no this is
1: wait he does like the it's the itsy bitsy spider that's what he's he's no they don't say it but that's why he says i hate this song oh because he's he's playing it on the electrical coils
0: oh Wait, it's the Itsy Bitsy Spider? I just thought it was like another, like.
1: Yeah, no. Similar
0: to before.
1: No, I'm pretty sure it's. He's like taunting him with it.
0: Um, Oh, that's funny. Oh, I get it now. Okay, fine. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I just missed that. <laughs> I didn't understand. I thought it was just, like, being, like, meta or something. No,
1: it was just... It's kind of cheesy, but it was pretty funny.
0: Okay, no, I'm sad I, like, didn't <laughs> pick up on that. But I'm not watching this movie again because it makes me too sad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Twice was enough. Yeah, this is our first time watching this in seven years. Fun fact. Can we talk about this The scene with, uh, like, the montage of him putting up the stuff about his parents on the wall? Well... The song Gone, Gone, Gone by Philip Phillips plays. It was
0: of a time.
1: I don't think that. I, I actually think I remember when we watched this, I was probably. I feel like I was probably like being annoying about it, but I was like, this does not fit. This song does not fit at all. It, this feels like it should be set to a montage of something happier. Like I no, get, it's not. The lyrics, happy. I get, but the tone of the song. But the tone of
0: that scene is not happy.
1: I know, but the song sounds happy.
0: Oh, I thought you just said it.
1: No, like, I get, like, the lyrics of the song are very appropriate. But just, like, the tone of it, I'm like, no. Yeah. I, I mean,
0: I understand what you're saying. It didn't, like, rub me so much the wrong way. But I feel like every... A lot of superhero movies, like, have a song that's, like, from... The pop culture of the time that they like to slip in.
1: I guess not anymore though. Like, no, no, not anymore. Sure,
0: we're coming to like the tail end of that. But
1: like, even like the Rainy movies didn't do this. They had like songs in I the think credits. They
0: did have. I thought they did have like one. I don't know. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't.
1: It just because they did it in the first movie when they had like whatever it was, like a Lumineer song. Maybe or something, that's why I'm of. And I was yeah. like, they did it again. Like somebody really likes indie folk music and they keep putting it in these movies
0: they're like this is what the kids like
1: i liked you know i like the scene but i think i would have liked it better if it was
0: i would have liked less of it a montage
1: and more, more of like peter like not doing <laughs> mentally well because clearly he's going through a time if he's doing this stuff on his wall and when Ame um, is concerned about it rightfully so
0: I think I would have liked it more if it was actually going somewhere. Like, he was actually figuring something out. But he just started putting up pictures of Gwen, and I was like, <laughs> how? And it had a post-it
1: note on it that says, like, do I have to lose you too? And I'm like.
0: Apparently, he s- yes. He sat down.
1: And <laughs> eee!
0: So, transitioning roughly away from that. There's a Ravencroft reference, yeah. well, more than a reference. Yeah, but, we go to um, Ravencroft. Which, coming off of Venom 2, it's yeah, like... Yeah,
1: recently seen. And we were just, classic. I think we talked in the in the Venom episode about how, like, we don't see stuff like this in, like, the MCU movies, I guess. So, here we are.
0: Not an MCU
1: movie. No, I know, but, like, um, clearly the Sony side of Marvel is into this, like, part of the, the lore.
0: This is weird. This is some scenes that I think could have been cut.
1: Absolutely.
0: I didn't like the weird doctor guy. Like... I just... He
1: was... Uh, I we think I didn't, didn't need
0: this scene at all. We could have just... Like, had Harry find him at Ravenscroft. Like, we didn't even need to have this whole, like, weird torture thing. Other than the fact that I guess it made him more powerful.
1: Yeah, but, like, you could have done that in a way less...
0: Like it was just weird,
1: convoluted stuff. I, yeah, the guy that played the the doctor or scientist or whatever was acting like he was in a different movie. I'm like, this guy is off the wall. I was like, he seemed like he was like in a horror B movie. I couldn't really pin his accent either. Yeah, it was very (laughs) strange. He's
0: like, I'm Doctor Frankenstein.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh no, go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say, I did. Like, I wrote that note, but then I went back to, like, the Aunt May scene, because I guess that happened right after. So, I don't know if you had specific notes on that, where she, like, breaks down.
1: I didn't, but I did like that scene, because even though, like, I have a lot of problems with, like, the parent stuff, it does give them, like, potential to explore, like, this kind of, like, avenue. They didn't talk about in the Rainy movies at all. And they don't get talked about in most places because they're like not really characters in most Spider-Man story arcs. So this was an interesting look into how Aunt May handles it.
0: Yeah, I feel complicated about it because I don't think she handles it well. She, like, well, she definitely doesn't. And I'm like, okay, she's a person too, but like she's a very grown ass woman. <laughs> like, and that uh, like after all this time, she's like, no, like. Your parents abandoned you with me, so, like, you're mine now, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't think about your parents' fault, even though, like, I haven't told you anything so that you would think otherwise. Like, I just didn't like it, and I, it, it made her look bad, and and I get that, like, which we find out later is that, like, they lie to her and say that they, he, um, like, what it, what is it? Like, he's. took the money and ran yeah i yeah. guess
1: embezzled or something yeah
0: and so like i get why she's like also holding on to anger for his parents but like this is not the way to handle it like with peter like no you're,
1: like you're right like it's very you would expect her to like have a better grasp on like how to approach the situation at this point point. and it really almost doesn't. feels
0: like she's holding it over him and yeah. i'm like ah it just it felt like I mean, it felt very human, but I was like, I don't, I don't like it. It just didn't sit well with me. Yeah,
1: yeah, I get that. I mean, no, this is like, it's, it's rough. It's rough. Like, Peter shouldn't have to, like, deal with that kind of, I hesitate, I hesitate to call it, like, manipulation. But, like, he doesn't need that. Yeah. He's been through enough, like, he has enough weighing on him about his family situation already. Like... I think she should know better than to add to it.
0: Yeah, like, I don't know if she should have told him or not, but if she was going to, I would have done it in a different way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like,
0: she's mad at him for, like, loving his parents. It felt very Harry Potter, actually, like how Harry, like, holds his parents up to this, like, pedestal Mm -hmm. and then, like, people like Snape get mad at him. They're like... You don't understand, like your dad was an asshole. Like they were people.
1: <laughs> they were flawed like everybody else.
0: Um, best secret layer is in this. Oh movie. yeah,
1: I even I, I did have a note saying Am that. Am I uh,
0: going too far ahead? No, that's
1: that's what I jumped to too. I said the secret subway station was pretty cool. Can't lie. If I had a secret layer to hide my scientific secrets, I would certainly choose something similar.
0: But what does Peter do with that video that he finds? Nothing?
1: Nothing. Yeah, he doesn't do anything with it. Because, like, what can he do with it?
0: I don't know. His dad went through a lot of effort to make sure it got sent. See,
1: this is just another, like, they shouldn't have been trying to do this. Because they, they obviously didn't have, like, a good plan for... Like, that, that seemed crucial. And then... It, yeah, it, it went nowhere. And maybe it would have gone somewhere in another movie, but, like, why spend so much time on it now when there's more pressing matters?
0: Also, like, you were just at their house. Like, you could have left them the message instead of, like, uploading it on an airplane to whatever. <laughs> like,
1: I don't know. On his Sony VAIO laptop.
0: But... I don't know if Peter ever tells Aunt May what he found.
1: <laughs> I don't think he does. I really don't think he does. I guess, like, he just, he knows this now about Oscorp, but, like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter.
0: I mean, maybe they would have brought it up in the next movie.
1: Another reason why it would have been better to wait for the Green Goblin stuff because that plays directly into what the Goblin serum is.
0: And then my other like issue with the the video that his dad makes he's like I had to protect like this thing and so like I put my blood into him and we're like oh well that's why it works with like Peter. And he's like so that's why I have to like hide to like protect it and like my lineage the, the only way you'll get it is like through me or my lineage and then cut to like I had to like say goodbye to my son. It's like if you're trying to protect your lineage, you left him. Like, if somebody did find this video, then they would know that, yeah, like... Yeah, could just kill him. Yeah,
1: like, like... Or
0: no, take his blood.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, I that's can. what they need.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh... I really it was don't... It very flawed. I really do not like the, it only works with my DNA business.
0: Well, I think that's, like... It was like putting a pause on it. Like, if you had his DNA, then you can replicate it and, like, do more stuff with it.
1: Oh, uh, that makes sense. I think sense.
0: that's what it was. I mean, that was my understanding of it. It was like, I did this so, like, you wouldn't be able to do it without me, kind of.
1: Okay. Because my gut instinct is just, like, I don't like the idea that, like, Peter Parker is, like, special or, like, chosen. But that makes more sense. Because to me, it's, like, otherwise, it's, like, the whole point of, like, Spider-Man is just, like, it's just a guy. And then, like, you, and if they, like, continue to, like, on that plot, if that's, like, what they were trying to do, then you couldn't have people like Miles Morales. Because it's, like, it only works on Parker blood. Yeah. It'd be so stupid. But I think what you're saying makes a lot more sense and seems like something that he would do.
0: But I do, like, like that it tied in with his dad. Like, oh, that is why... I didn't like basically die from mm-hmm. the spider bite or like whatever happened to Harry.
1: Yeah, and like all the Kurt Connor stuff.
0: And then af- I feel like after this the movie is like almost over.
1: I even I said that out loud. I was like, oh, we're at the end now.
0: Because we have what Harry teams up with Electro.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, he needs he needs help because his his illness is rapidly declining, and Peter will not give him any of his blood um which you know like sure but that it wasn't a it wasn't a good situation i feel like peter didn't like peter could have done something else i don't i feel like he just knew that like harry was like getting desperate i don't know what he could have done yeah i don't know either he just kind of walked away
0: well, I think that's how Harry felt.
1: It is, but, like, he literally did, and it was just, like, there were no other options.
0: Well, then Which we had like, that just give weird him blood, man. Spider-Man scene. Or give him someone else's.
1: Just give him someone's <laughs> blood. <laughs> Sorry, I guess it didn't work.
0: Yeah, like, I don't know. It was odd. I don't think... But I also think it was, like, to show, I guess, that Harry was, like, beyond reason, I guess. But, like, yeah, it wasn't very clear, like, why it was so bad to give him the blood.
1: No like what because you think that oscorp's gonna get their hands on it i guess
0: no because he thinks it's gonna like turn into another lizard or something no.
1: well <sighs> so yeah we get this gross transformation of harry into into green goblin and they they have a different approach to green goblin in this like visually it's like yeah, no mask no no mask no like well there's a suit but it's not like a green goblin suit it's just like Oz like battle suit or something kind of like Harry's in the third Raimi Spider-Man. And I know that like in the ultimate Spider-Man series, like Green Goblin is like this monstrous, like he's like literally a monster. He's huge. He's the one that you see in Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And it felt like they were kind of doing to do both like a humanoid, but he's like permanently transformed. You're not going to have like a double identity. Yeah. Which would have been interesting, because they were gonna have Norman come back. What were they gonna do with Harry?
0: I I don't, but I don't know if Norman coming back would have meant like Norman was gonna be Green Goblin.
1: I don't know. All I can think is that the third movie would have been just. I don't even know because I have more stuff to talk about after we're done our discussion. <laughs>
0: I did like um, the suit that Electro got. That was nice. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that was that was cool. That was cool.
0: So yeah. So then they have the the big scene with Electro. We get the planes almost crashing. I thought that was like an interesting interlude in the
1: well final I, battle. I, I actually liked that because I was like, yeah, like a, a blackout on this scale is like that's that's gonna fuck some people up. And I'm like, yeah, they saved two planes from crashing. Who knows how many other people died, like in that time this fight took. Oh, and we also find out that uh they're they're gonna go to England together.
0: Thanks, Graf.
1: Sad. Because we really needed one more reminder of the life that they could have had.
0: Nobody asks for a movie where the love interest dies.
1: <laughs> no. No. And, and yet it's... they did it anyway.
0: And they like Don't just do it. They do it full,
1: like... Oh, they were like, we're going to make this hurt. We are going to make this hurt you.
0: Yeah, and then, like, after, like, with the funeral, and then, like, him just, like, sitting by her grave, I was like, I need this to stop. And then, like, playing the video, I was like, what are you trying to do?
1: Make us sad.
0: Well, this movie was sad. (laughs) That's my review. I...
1: (laughs) I almost, like, I do respect the audacity of doing this. Like, it truly is audacious to be like, we are not only going to kill Gwen Stacy in horrific fashion. But After are,
0: killing her dad, like, going, her poor family. We're going to
1: make you watch and be sad about it, damn it. And it is way worse that you can't watch this movie and then be like, okay, well, now I can watch the third movie where things are not as sad.
0: Nope, this is what we end on. Yeah, this is
1: it's a it's a rough ending.
0: And Harry's didn't learn his lesson and is still an evil little shit. Harry's which he's... would have been a really good like I liked their it wasn't a post credit scene, but it was like, yeah, they like show like Doc Ock and Rhino and, and, and yeah. Like I thought I was like, Oh, this is like exciting for another movie, yeah. like what they're introducing here with Harry kind of being behind it, like I don't know. I thought that was going to be good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think they would have fucked it up. I don't know up. about
0: that floating head business. I hope that would have gotten, like, kaput.
1: I don't know what was going on over there. I think Venom was supposed to be in it, too. Like, it would have been too much. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the it's a good final battle. And, look, Gwen dying is very, very rough. But the sequence for it is, like, beautifully done. Like, there's so much, like, tension. Uh, but I also literally. Was just, like yeah i just i guess it just it still just goes back to my whole thing with harry i'm just like if goblin is like the end game threat of this movie and is directly responsible for killing gwen then he deserved to have more of a setup than what we got
0: but i feel like that is part of the setup then for the third one like having all of this in this movie like fuels something for the third movie it does
1: but i'm also like like, where do you go with Harry Goblin after this? Like, he peaked. He, he fucking killed no, Gwen Stacy. And he then he like, didn't,
0: because he's, like... He's doing much bigger. It's not just him now. He's orchestrating a I, whole team. I guess. It
1: just... I don't know. It, I just... You know, I can't picture it, because it seems like they, like... They did it. like that. That's, like, the big Green Goblin, like, villainous act, is he kills Gwen. Like, that was, like, such a thing. And obviously, it's crucial in this movie, but I'm like, that... I don't know, like, it seems like that's something that happens and then he dies. <laughs> not something that happens and then he continues to, I don't know. I, I think I, I don't, they I don't... could
0: have, like, maybe he would have gotten killed early on in the next movie, but then, like, he already put the wheels in motion of this other That would have been good, that would stuff. have been good,
1: yeah. So they try to give us a little bit of a, a happy ending here, or at least some sort of uh, sign that Peter's getting back on the right track. With the
0: child putting himself in harm's way.
1: The child is a fool. And his mom is going to ground him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun fact, the last shot of this movie is Spider-Man swinging a manhole cover at Rhino. That was in the trailer. That was significantly featured in the trailer. And people were like, I remember. People were very excited. They're like, oh, this, is, this looks like a, like a cool fight scene between Spider-Man and Rhino. And then they're like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me?
0: It reminded me of the end of Incredibles.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's, it literally is.
0: Same-like villain.
1: Except oh. the rhino is less intimidating than the Underminer.
0: <laughs> it's the
1: Underminer! <laughs> it's the rhino! It's Paul Giamatti! And, uh, that's Amazing Spider-Man too, In all of its glory, baby. And what a time it was. In all Sad? of its despair. Three words to describe this movie. Sad
0: mm-hmm sad blue
1: blue i was literally <laughs> going to say blue <laughs> yeah which can also mean sad so it works I know, on, that's <laughs> nice. uh yeah i mean it's it's much maligned for a reason i don't think watching it is physically painful but to me it's less about what's in it and more about what could have been done differently.
0: I actually don't think, like, it's fair how much, like, like, I can't believe that they, like, canceled the next movie over it. I don't,
1: like, I don't even really know what the reason was, because it's, it's not like them, I feel like, to, to cancel it just because this one got, like, mediocre. It wasn't even, like, got torn apart. It was, like, mediocre reviews. I'm pretty sure it still made a ton of money. I think i just saw on wikipedia yeah
0: i saw this in some, theaters
1: yeah well i remember we watched this i i think we watched this at UMBC. oh like they would do these at our college they would do these like showings of movies yeah, in one of the lecture halls i think we watched it there and um, i was shook oh we were all shook I, I i remember walking out of that and being like uh <laughs> what <laughs> did that just happen this was the lowest grossing live-action Spider-Man film to date. So. Maybe that was why they canceled it. it. This one says, uh... It says, there were conflicts between the studio and Andrew Garfield.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: the hack of Sony Pictures Studios. Um, oh. Which, where all the stuff about this movie got leaked, and Kevin Feige being like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? Um... And more information recently came out about that actually is fascinating. There is this book, I think, written about like the rise of Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige's role there and stuff. And there is this piece about a meeting that Kevin Feige had with Amy Pascal, who is uh, she might be the head of Sony Picture Studios, but was. She was very yeah. Was very involved. Her
0: emails got leaked.
1: Yeah. And they, it, it has this account of a meeting between them where she's like talking about like what they want to do like with this series and like they like wanted to work with Marvel Studios on it mm-hmm. and he was Kevin Feige. Because Andrew
0: Garfield is potentially going to be the Spider-Man they introduced in the Yeah, MCU.
1: yeah. And Kevin Feige was like sorry like that's not going to happen. Like this is not going to work. And Amy Pascal was like I did not take it well and I think I started like crying and, like, screaming and, like, threw him out of my office because I was just, like, so, like, upset and, I guess, like, blindsided. Oh, my god! But gosh. was eventually... I can't believe that she was, like, she's like, publicly admitted this because that seems like something that you would hear about and be like, that seems, like...
0: Well, she had to <laughs> publicly admit to a lot of things. Yeah. Um, well, maybe Andrew Garfield was protesting the fact that they killed off Emma Stone's character.
1: I am very interested in what what it could be, um, because I mean, from from anything I can tell, like Andrew Garfield really did like playing Spider Man. It's he seemed like very sad that he wasn't getting the opportunity to come. He was back.
0: also good at it. Yeah,
1: like he was.
0: He's a good Spider Man.
1: So it it just seems like Andrew Garfield and Sony just couldn't they just couldn't like work out like. I think he wanted to do, like, something different with the character from what the studio wanted to do with the series. And they just couldn't hash it out, which is just crazy. I don't know if he wasn't locked in with the contract or what.
0: Yeah, that seems odd. Because <laughs> it
1: kind of seemed like it would be a tough shit. <laughs> we're making more movies.
0: Yeah, something seems unsaid about that.
1: But, I mean, there was just so much drama at the time. Yeah. And I think any of the attempted spinoffs, which include uh, they were going to do a Venom, Around this time, obviously that turned into the one that we got, but it was supposed to be in this universe. Sinister Six, uh, Aunt May prequel with her as a spy, like all that stuff would not have been oh, good. Oh God! I think I talked about this on our uh, like general Spider-Man episode, but uh, yeah, that's what somebody takes as a good idea for a movie. They have all these characters and they choose to go with that.
0: Okay. What was your favorite scene from this movie?
1: Uh, Mine is the first encounter with Electro in Times Square.
0: Yeah, I think I might say that too. That was a really good
1: scene. It's just like, it's really cool, like visually, with the way that they have to like handle like clearing Times Square, and it was like kind of like reminiscent of something that would actually happen. But then you have like the, like all this stuff with like him trying to talk Electro down.
0: Also, it's, it's, like, funny.
1: Like, the there's fire, a part with
0: him in The Fireman.
1: I was gonna say that, too. I was like, that's, like, one of his best... Yeah, he just has, like, the good hat bit, on and everything. Love that. Yeah, no, that... I feel like that was where this, this movie peaked for me, for sure. Oh, another... I'll stop talking about this canceled third movie, but the other thing that um, I've gleaned about it was Dennis Leary, who played Captain Stacy, said something about it, like, when it was canceled and his understanding was the plot of the third movie would have something to do with Peter bringing people back to life, mm.
0: including
1: Captain Stacy, Gwen, and his parents.
0: Interesting. <laughs> that,
1: <laughs> that would have been it. Would have been Sounds something.
0: Sounds like a what-if situation.
1: It, yeah, what if somebody continued going off the rails with these movies. There are a lot of discussions on the internet on how to fix this movie and I don't need to like run through all this but it's always it's fascinating to see people's takes on this and what they would change. One thing that I liked is earlier when you're talking about um, Electro like getting stronger um, someone had like a, an idea that they would they would get rid of all the stuff with like Max Dylan like pre-Electro Max he like wouldn't really be a character and it would be more about Harry coming back inheriting Oscorp and this person is like, I'm going to get rid of the, the goblin disease. And it's just Harry, like, kind of finding out about Oscorp, like, having, like, this dark underbelly. And then um, they, I really like this. They're like, a big mystery is Oscorp's, like, they have having, like, an off-the-grid power supply that powers everything in their building. And they don't have to, like, answer to the city or anything. And Harry finds in the basement Max Dillon who had this accident and was kept prisoner by Oscorp to power the building and all of their other experiments. And then he brings him out. Dark. Which, it is dark, but I really like that. Because then, like, Harry is, like, kind of, like, just losing it.
0: (laughs) But then what is Harry's impetus for losing it?
1: Um, Probably just be, I don't know. I mean, they would, this person didn't really go into too much detail. But I, I guess it's more like, you could have it be like him reckoning with his dad, like overseeing stuff like this. Of course, like that doesn't, you know. There's a lot of other stuff that you have to do to like get him into conflict with Spider Man, but I like that concept. Yeah,
0: I think the the only good thing about the disease is that it makes him d- desperate, and it then it accelerates his timeline.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the yeah, generally speaking, is just like get rid of get rid of Green Goblin and don't kill Gwen in this movie. <laughs> Obviously, you know, at some point you're just making a different movie, but maybe that's, uh, maybe that's the call. Oh, I would, one last thing. Um, this, like, more than, like, most other movies that we talked about, I feel like has a lot of, like, notorious deleted scenes and deleted ideas. Um, like, we were just talking about Shailene Woodley. Yeah. Um, who... Apparently, like, shot scenes to be playing MJ, which they were never like released, but there is a big one that did get released, which was supposed to be um, at the end, which you're talking about, Peter going to Gwen's grave. And in one of those times, uh, someone like shows up off screen and is like, Peter? And he turns around and it's his dad. Who is alive.
0: Yeah. And has
1: a beard.
0: <laughs> I we all thought that the parents were alive, is all I'm saying. There was a parachute on that plane.
1: I even mentioned that. I was like, why well, don't just take the parachute? <laughs> um Yeah, and they actually they filmed and released that scene. Which, you know, if you have it, why not just put it in the movie? You're already doing all this parental intrigue. Like, fuck it, let's just see where it goes.
0: I would have been obsessed with that.
1: I, I think that would have retroactively made a lot of the mystery stuff have more payoff, even if we didn't get like a real resolution on it until a hypothetical third movie.
0: Yeah, but it would have been way worse not having the third movie.
1: Absolutely it would. <laughs> it definitely would. But, uh, yeah, I, that just seemed like a mistake to cut. All the other deleted scenes, um, there was like some more stuff with Felicia Hardy and like just like some other stuff with Gwen nothing crucial um there was like the thing where you can like see the head like all that stuff but this the one with his dad that like really changed things yeah crazy I wish they would have gone through with it but at least you can watch the scene
0: I feel like the head would have just been like an advisor
1: yeah I just
0: And a bat like a bad mentor.
1: It's just such like a goofy idea for, for this movie. It feels
0: like Haunted Mansion.
1: <laughs> or like like the like Tim Burton Batman. Like not, not what they're going for with this. Well, I guess we'll never know. That's the theme of this episode for me. I guess we'll never know. And this movie is sad.
0: Well, we appreciate you all going on this journey with us. Keep that journey going by sending us a five-star review. Yeah,
1: oh, nice segue. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we look forward to continuing our Spider-Man marathon probably in a couple weeks with a significantly less depressing entry as we venture into Tom Holland series.
0: First, don't we have Into the Spider-Verse?
1: I forgot what order we're going in.
0: Release order.
1: Homecoming is first then. Yeah, so we're gonna do Homecoming, and then we're gonna do Into the Spider Verse.
0: But before that, we have Eternals. Woo!
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness, we've got just over a week until Eternals comes out. Cannot wait. Uh, yeah, we're excited to bring that one to you guys.
0: And possibly Iron Man Three, which is less exciting.
1: Yeah, we've all seen it, but hey, it'll be fun to talk about.
0: All right, we are
1: out, out of, of the, the superverse. Universe we